Right, here we go then, boys. So, tonight is the first ever WrestleMania. Mm. My match is next. And I'm about to challenge for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Who am I? WrestleMania 1. Yeah. Oh, shit. What was the IC title match at WrestleMania 1? <laughs> I can't remember. I'm going to have a guess. Cause... Oh, fuck's sake. But, but remember, it says I'm about to challenge for the title. Oh, so, so it's, it's not, not the, the champion. champion. Yeah. Current champion. Was it Tito Santana? Uh, my guess is Santino. Not Santino. Santino. <laughs> Tito Santana. That's my, that's my, that's my guess. I think okay. he was the champ, but it's not SD Jones. Oh, fuck it, no. I'll, I'll just say, yeah, I'll say Tito Santana, but I think he was the champ. Okay, well, you're both wrong. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> the answer was the junkyard dog. Fuck, of course it was. Is it Valentine? It was Valentine, yeah. Nah. Of course it fucking actually, was. No, actually, of course it wasn't uh, Tito Santana, because he won one match and it was the first WrestleMania. Yeah. He has one of the worst records in Mania history. Yeah, well, that was a question, boys. Well. That was a good one. We fucked up. We fucked up. (laughs) Well, ourselves wrestling fans, we don't even know WrestleMania won. Yeah. (laughs) We fucking suck. Roll up. Roll up. weekend we've got ahead of us for pro wrestling we've got gcw fight forever we've got the royal rumble we've got new beginning in nagoya for new japan hell of a weekend boys yeah it's a busy one slightly yeah love it absolutely love it welcome back everybody to three men one fall one fall too tired too tired to do it You lazy And it is for another pro wrestling podcast. Podcast. So here today we are on the weekly roll up every single week. We go through the events of the past seven days of what's been going on in the pro wrestling world. This one is a bit earlier than we usually would do. uh, But as we put out on social media and as we just said, there's so much wrestling this weekend. Really, you know, watch it. Don't listen to us talk about it. (laughs) You can listen before, you can listen after. Don't be listening to it over the weekend when you've got all this amazing wrestling going on. We're there either side of it. But yeah, absolutely amazing weekend for for pro wrestling. And well, I just can't wait to get into it, boys. But yes, if you are new to the show, you're going to probably wonder who are the three men. I'm Jay. I'm Ash. And I'm Russ. Welcome again, everybody. Right. First things first, boys. GCW Fight Forever. Fight Forever. (laughs) (laughs) it's tomorrow as of recording so recording this on the 28th this episode is likely to drop in the morning uk time at least uh, on the 29th january so that will be tomorrow the same day that we're going to get fight forever the 24 hour telethon 
that is going to see GCW put on their show for free, for free, on YouTube and Fight TV. 24 hours, maybe more, if you listen to Joey Janela and his recent interview with the Wrestling Observer, could be even longer <laughs> than 24 hours. And to be honest, it really it genuinely could be. But yeah, we got that coming up tomorrow, and we are, of course, one of the official sponsors for the show, one of the many sponsors for the show, and we're sponsoring the second hour for the segment... Wind of God. Wind of God. Yes. First segment of the night. So we're sharing that block with uh, Grateful Deathmatch. They're sponsoring the first hour. Um, I mean, should we go through some of the matches that have been announced? I mean, they've announced so many matches already, and it looks like an amazing, amazing card. Yeah, uh, that's it not, really does. That's not just saying it. Well, Leah Rush and Blake Christian. That, that's one I'm really looking forward to. That's probably the biggest uh, one that stuck out for me. But there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of good matches on this yeah. card. A lot of the, um, what is it, UV60? Oh, cannot wait for that. That's going to be really, really good. I was going to say, is there any Iron Man matches? There's an Iron Man match, yeah, Tony Deppin. Yeah, we've got Nate Webb versus one called Manders, which sounds amazing. Do you know what? When uh, I s- Nate Webb, bro, I love it. Nate Webb, cooking in the kitchen. <laughs> when I saw the photo of um, one called Manders, I thought it was Jimmy Wang. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Wang. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's great stuff. As you said, two out of three falls. We've got All Heart, Black Heart, three. That's going to be amazing. Leo Rush taking on Blake Christian. Leo Rush is down two wins. Uh, he's yet to defeat him. So we'll find out tomorrow or today, if you yeah. listen to this today, or we've already found out if you've already uh, if the show's already been gone. I reckon Leo Rush is going to take this one. Yeah, I think so. What, 2-0 two, two or 2-1? Two oh, see, yeah, that opens up a, a well, whole other... Yeah, I mean... Who knows? We'll have to watch it. It's going to be a good. I can't though. wait. We've got, yeah, absolutely. We've got Joe Gillana versus uh, Tree Lee, Treehouse Lee. Yeah, really looking forward to that one as well. It's That's just going to be, be very, really, very good. Like one of the things I was afraid of because it's twenty. Obviously, it's a twenty-four hour wrestling show. Is the fact that the card there like there might be a weak card because there's so many matches. But in actual fact, it's it's swung the other way and like it's it's a really really good card like all the way through pretty much there's on paper it it looks like an it, it just looks like a complete i don't know like love note for pro wrestling fans really like here's all of these guys that you love here's all of the matches that you'd love to see in all of these different slots and again we say it all the time like wrestling is a variety show this is like the best interpretation of that ever like it really is a variety show. Like every hour yeah. is a different theme, each block's a different theme. It's literally you know, like it's literally like the got talent for wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it actually is, yeah. No, there's so much. There's something there for everybody. And I, I genuinely think this is gonna be it really is, this is history making. But yeah, I mean there's currently uh five matches announced for Wind of God, as you say. Mentioned a few of them there. The other ones is KTB versus Matthew Justice. That's gonna probably be a, a bloodbath. <laughs> and yeah, of course. And there's Myron Reed versus Braden Lee. So uh, I've seen um, bits of Braden Lee previously on the Indies, not as much from Myron Reed. So I've been having a look, but I don't want to see too much because I kind of just like that's sometimes what's exciting about watching indie wrestling is that like you, you see these guys that you don't really know. And then when you watch it and they can and they win you over in that way. And it's just, you know, yeah, I like that's, that. That's why I'm looking forward to it as well, is because a lot of the yeah. people I've, I've never heard of. So it'd be nice to see them. It'd be nice no, to have an introduction to these people that I've never heard of, so that'd be yeah, good. It's the way I do with when I go to when well, back in the day where you could watch some um, music. If it's mm. a support band that you don't know, I'd just like to watch them play, just see if I can like them better than the C D. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. And plus, it's awesome. With this show, being 24 hours, you never know who might turn up. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly, that, Exactly yeah. that. I mean, it was announced yesterday, Redbeard, so formerly Eric Rowan, oh. is going to be taken on Homicide. Yeah. And that's going to be a hell of a match. That's not that's Homicide's second match so far of the uh, of the show. That's going to be so, sick. Yeah, that is going to be really good. Um, Joey Janela's pulling double or triple duty because he's got a couple matches as Joey Janela and then Kung Fu Janela <laughs> is coming out. Um, is he against... Um... <laughs> it wasn't even Pages' name again. Um, Karate Man. Karate Man, yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah. I was, I was thinking, like, you know, that would have been very cool because he's a free good, agent. Yeah. But uh, to, to bring up Joey Janela again, just really quickly, I do want to just mention and point out that in that interview, which really, guys, go and listen to it, even if you're not really a fan of the Wrestling Observer, um, it was a really insightful interview with Joey Janela. And they were talking about Fight Forever and the kind of, you know, everything that goes into sort of putting that on and. As we've already said, and as you've probably already seen, if you follow GCW on social media, but they, of course, have any, any all the sponsorship money is going 100% of the money goes towards the wrestlers and the donations that you can make by visiting Indiegogo and then typing in Fight Forever. Any donations you make on that also 100% towards the wrestlers. And as Joey says on there, this is probably going to be some of the biggest paydays that some of these guys have ever had. Oh, which yeah. is amazing. But it's nice yeah. for them to have that platform as well, because like I said, some of these guys we've never heard of, um, it'd be nice for them to be able to showcase their talents as well. Of course. Yeah, 100%. But one thing I will say about Joey that he mentions in this is that he's not taken a single uh, penny, not a single cent, I should say. So he's, in his words, he said, you know, he's doing really well for money at the minute. And of course, you know, he's signed to AEW, but he's not going to be taking any of the money. He's flying himself there. He's going to wrestle at least three matches that we're aware of. So, what a lad. you know, I, I, I just think that's a real good, you know, it's a real. What an absolute gent. Yeah. Class move, that. It's a real class move. Joey Gentnella. Joey Gentnella. There's a gimmick. Yeah. But, Come out and uh, yeah. top out in a monocle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, really good. And like we say, you, you can check it out. If you want to donate yourself, as we say, it's indiegogo.com. Type in Indiegogo.com. Type in Fight Forever and you'll see it come up on there and you can make as big or small of a donation as you want to. It's not too late. Yeah, when, when he says when he says um, donate yourself, he means like money, not your actual body parts or yourself. No, you could do. After some of these matches. Yeah, after some of the death matches, you might need some blood. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. <laughs> you want to donate yeah. blood. Some of them are going to need it, I'll tell you now. Indiegogo forward slash Fight Forever donate body parts. <laughs> Hashtag. But yeah, it's great. 8pm Eastern, 29th of January until 8pm Eastern, 30th of January, maybe. Could go longer, so we'll see. But yeah, absolutely stoked. As we say, Grateful Deathmatch. I want to give a a bit of a a shout out to to Grateful Deathmatch because you can see, obviously, they are sponsoring the first hour of the Wind of God segment uh, or the Wind of God block. And if you go and check them out, you can go to gratefuldeathmatch.com have a look at some of the wares and the merchandise on there. I'm not joking you. It's it's some of the coolest shit I've seen. I saw there's a Royal Rumble 2000 t-shirt on there. Japanese style with Japanese writing on there. The design is amazing. Like, I love it. Really? Cool. I can't get it because it's sold out. Oh. Right? This is you how got my hopes up then as well. <laughs> it's that maybe he'll get it back in. But I'm saying, like, you guys have got to get on there because this is what I mean. Like, the, the quality of the stuff on there is great. 
And so I just imagine like the longer Grateful Death match is going to go on for, the more stuff that they're going to have coming through the doors. You've got to keep an eye on it. You can follow them on social media, Grateful Death Match, and you can also subscribe to a newsletter by going over to gratefuldeathmatch.com. But you've really got to check it out. They've also done some collab with um, Crimson Mask as well. But one of the other cool things on there was that they was also selling a T-shirt, I believe, um, for Hardcore Heaven, ECW. And the proceeds of that were going towards saving the ECW arena, which we mentioned on the show uh, some months back. Nice. But obviously there was the, the donations being accepted to try and, you know, save the arena from closing down due to the pandemic. That's good. Yeah. So guys, head over and check them out because, yeah, you will not be disappointed. They've got badges, they've got pins, they've got shirts, they've got long tees, uh, they've got beanies, they've got caps. You name it, they've got it. So absolutely, please go and check them out, gratefuldeathmatch.com. We absolutely dig their website. And um, yeah, as Russ was saying, some of the designs are really sick. So um, yeah, absolutely go and check them out. The thing is, like, I wanted to mention this here anyway. Um, like a lot of the social media side of things, like I, I've been like liaising with a lot of the guys, um, you know, throughout this show, but then also fans of GCW and everything else. Like, I've got to be honest, like, one of the best parts about this whole thing, and I know we're sponsoring uh, an hour's block of GCW and everything, so of course, you know, our opinion could be somewhat biased, or at least you could say that, and I I can understand that. But honestly, one of the best things about this is seeing everybody's reaction. Like, every time GCW puts up an announcement, fans love it. They retweet it, they love it. It's just seeing this community of people just love wrestling. It's like one of the best things about this entire thing, and I think... This is why this weekend of wrestling, I just, I don't know, it's, it's been one of my favourites for such a long time. It's been so good. But yeah, everybody's supporting each other, everybody's helping each other, and that's what you want in a community, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Be nice. It's fucking awesome. Love it. But yeah, GCW, that's going to be that. Some news then for the week before we go into the uh, the shows, and of course we've got our predictions coming up for the Royal Rumble and New Japan New Beginning. So, big news for the week. I suppose there's one big story for the week, isn't there? Yeah, just about. WWE Network being bought by NBC Peacock. <laughs> yeah. For a billion dollars, so... Yes, a lot of a money. For, it's a lot of money. I think it's a five years or something like that, but... I, yeah. I'm not well, having... see, I'm not, I'm not too sure how it's going to work. Like, whether people in the UK are going to still be able to pay their tenner a month and then watch it or whatever, or... So I don't know. I've I've got no idea about you know any of it. But yeah, all I saw is a billion dollars, and I thought, well, Vince's pockets have been lined. Hmm. One billion dollars. Now it looks like the UK. It doesn't. I don't think anything changes for us. Um, yeah, like Ash said, it's over a billion dollars. Because um, that's a lot of money. It, oh, I don't care, man. I think it's March eighteenth or somewhere around that time. It goes to the NBC network, and it's going. It's mm. going to be four ninety nine dollars. Yeah, I read that. So that's it's actually going to be cheaper it? than. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it's going to be cheaper than what it was. So that, does that mean that we get a discount, or do we still have to pay a tenner? I bet we still have to pay a tenner. <laughs> well, I had to pay the tenner. <laughs> well, I was going to say yes. I've said that. <laughs> yeah. Ash has to pay the tenner because we use this network. So <laughs> that's absolutely. <laughs> that, it true. definitely doesn't affect me and Russ at all. <laughs> no, the amount of times yeah, I've been no. off the network for months, and all of a sudden there's Royal Rumble 2000, Royal Rumble 2002. <laughs> yeah, I was watching that <laughs> yeah. the other night actually. <laughs> Um, Cheers, boy. Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, there's a lot. I mean, I've seen there's been some people saying that they don't get it or you know whatever else. I mean, it's not a case of not getting it. Like 
you know, you said it yourself, WWE just made over a billion dollars. Like, why wouldn't you? It's going to be good for people with the network in the States that can also and would like to take advantage of the Peacock services. To be honest, I don't know what NBC shows there are. So the the only one I can think of is Seinfeld. I don't know if there's any others that were massive. I... I haven't got a clue, mate. I've really, I've really got no idea, but it must be a lucrative deal. Yes, because it's been talked about for a while, isn't it? I, I'll be honest, I only heard of it this week. I mean, like they, they were trying to move the network to, or at least NBC was trying to get something with pay per views, at least. Hmm. Well, they've got it now. But <laughs> oh, yeah, one billion dollars says they've got it. So yeah, because yeah. that was the same with the Fox deal, wasn't it? About a billion dollars. Well, yeah, that's that's some good money they're putting in as well. And it's working, because, like I keep saying, SmackDown's really good lately, which we'll talk about later. Especially with nice. those 8K cameras. Yeah. Well, yeah, guys, when it comes out, obviously, our friends over in the States, let us know what it's all like and what we're missing out on. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else for the news? Uh, i got some sad news, though, this week. Vince McMahon's brother died this week. Uh, yes. So Vince missed um, SmackDown and Raw tapings, yeah. didn't he? The only reason I know about he had a brother was because... When Vince did the when they're doing the Vince died from the limo explosion storyline, his brother was going to come out and talk on TV about him. Oh right, okay. But I don't know how far that was going to go. I, I I didn't even know he had a brother, to be honest. Well, they never mentioned it, do they? But yeah, that's that's some that's some sad news. So you yeah. know, thoughts goes out to Vince and, and the family. It's just a uh, another it's just another bit of bad news, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, condolences to the McMahon family. That's um, yeah, it's a shame to hear. I think it's it's because you the McMahon family is in itself like characters of a TV show, isn't it? So when you when you hear the McMahon family, you predominantly just think of you know probably Vince, Stephanie, Shane, Linda, and then Vince Senior. Mm. You know, so you, I, I suppose you don't often think about that sort of stuff, but yeah, you know, obviously it's, it's proof at the end of the day behind everything, uh, wrestlers are real people, so you know and they go through all the same things. So yeah, absolutely, condolences to the McMahon family. Yeah. Um, well, last week we forgot to mention about the Undertaker on Joe Rogan, but I don't know if you want to talk about that that much. Oh, uh, okay. I th- I do think some things need to be mentioned on that actually, really, because th- it did get a lot of backlash, and I'm interested to know what your guys' takes on it might be if if you've seen sort of the ins and outs of what happened there. Well, the one thing he said was about WWE these days it was a bit soft. Yeah. And by that he means about them playing uh, the wrestlers playing games and stuff like that. The, the What's idea wrong of what, with that? The idea of what Taker had said on there was that back in the day, you'd have, you know, weapons would come, uh, wrestlers would come in carrying weapons in their bags and, you know, they'd handle their shit. Um, you know, today people are playing video games in the back. And then it kind of cuts to, you know, another part of it where he's quoted as saying, no, I miss the days when, when men were men. Now, well, the thing that's is, fucking, that, that, that's, that's bollocks for a start. Well, I mean, the, the, here's so you're the thing. So what you're basically saying is then that if you play video games, no, you're not a man. No, no, no. See, that because that, that's what's been taken out of context. I think a lot of people have just heard that part of it. I think he was just highlighting the fact that that's the change that's taken place. And I think it's been taken slightly out of context. However, the fact that he said it, I can understand that that will have rubbed people the wrong way. Because Taker, again, he is... You know, he's from that era, and I guess the same as everything, yeah. like, they can't always sometimes understand the changes. There would have been a time when Taker would have been coming up as the new guy, and all the guys before him would have thought, you know, these soft motherfuckers or whatever. You know, I'm sure that that's probably happened. Each generation changes, but, you know, I, I think the, one of the biggest things that have come out of it is, look, the question is, well, what would you rather have then? People dying of heart attacks, steroid abuse, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, 
You know, Bruiser Brody, remember that? Got stabbed backstage, died. Yeah. I mean, what do you want? People, do you want that or do you want people sitting down playing video games? Exactly. You know, couldn't have put well, it better. I mean, that, that that's that's it. That's it. That's a, but the thing is, you also go back in his day, he had like the likes of Haku and Iron Sheik and people that would be considered tough yeah. guys. Nowadays, you can just tell, like you hear those stories about Haku and you look at like a taker and you just go, yeah, that's, that's you know, they're real men. And then sometimes, you know, often in today's industry, maybe, it, you know, it doesn't come across like that. I don't know. I can I do kind of see it from his, but because it's not even just wrestling. Like you think you look at like guys from you know you, when you you get shown things from like the nineteen forties or fifties, and you know what men were like back then. Very different to what it's all like today, isn't it? I get I get yeah. what you mean. I get what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. I don't think I'm I'm doing a very good job of kind of like um, I don't think I'm doing a very good job of trying to get that out. Because <laughs> um, I well, understand if I think that's kind of what he was going for with it, but again. You know, I don't know, but it, it did rub some people the wrong way. It, it is what it is. I don't know. I just think people are going to be quite quick to jump on Taker now because he's he's had so many years where he's not talked as Mark yeah. Calloway. Mm. Yeah. And now that he is, I think maybe sometimes people aren't going to, you know, they're going to like or dislike a lot of the things he comes out with and says. Um, that's the same for everybody, but that's a risk you're going to get when you're on social media and doing interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing he mentioned was being uh, that he took steroids. He did, yeah, yeah. That wasn't surprising though. I don't mean that in a nasty way. No, but again, he's from that era. But when it, going back to the men being men, when a guy like Taker said that he how he broke his eye socket and like break bones and still wrestle because that was a thing, mm. you you kept going and you couldn't walk. It's a different time, isn't it? It's a different time. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's absolutely, I mean, all the respect in the world for a guy like that. You can't look at a guy like that and go, yeah, that guy is not fucking hard as nails. Like, you just oh, can't. Yeah. We love the Attitude Era, and, and we love, you know, arguably wrestling used to be a lot more popular than it is today, but I don't think that's because guys are playing video games in the back. That's because guys were pushed properly back in the day, and wrestling was just different. Yeah. It was a different product. Um, yeah, it was kayfabe. There was, yeah, exactly. But, you know, you, you don't get megastars these days. You get stars, but... You don't get megastars, not like you used to. Um, I don't know. There's truth in what he said. I think a lot of it was taken out of context, though. Unless you're going to watch the interview, you know, you can read things in a different way, and you you read it however your brain interprets it. I think so. That's I don't know. I think a lot of it maybe came down to that, but we'll see. Actually, one of my favourite stories was the reason why he shaved his hair was because he thought he was retired. Yeah, with the, ma- the match with Triple H with the uh, cutting the hair. That, the reason why he cut his hair because he was planned to be retired at that time. That's crazy. So, yeah. Um, any, any other news? I think there probably is a lot yeah. more news. Like we say, though, it's just one of those things where we've got, you know, weekend is so busy with wrestling. Um, we probably have missed some bits. But, you know, as always, guys, if, if we've missed anything that you, you think we should have included or you'd like us to speak about, then, you know, just comment on social media and let us know. Let's get into it then, boys. Yeah, let's do it. What happened this week in wrestling? Should we start with SmackDown? Yeah, um, we had the obstacle course between Bailey and Bianca Belair. <laughs> I can't go. I can't remember what the what they had to do, but there was a bit where they had to pick up a wrestler. Bailey picked up uh, Chad Gable. Then there was a basketball shot. Bianca Belair. And that's what they're showing on a wrestling show now, is it? An obstacle course. Yeah. 
They've done that. that. That's that's quite a common. Like remember when Mark Henry and Big Show used to do the test of strength and that as well. Yeah, and they did the power. Then, they did power the punch between. Yeah, well that's different though, isn't it? Yeah. That not. I mean, we're not talking about basketball shots and fucking obstacle courses, are we? We're talking about. Well, it's because Brink well, Belair. Do you remember when they did it with Matt Hardy and MVP as well? Though, yes. I mean, some of those were quite good. Yeah, the uh, what was it? Pizza eating. They did. They did uh, push ups. Yeah. <laughs> we remember the Scott Steiner Triple H ones. <laughs> what the arm wrestling? Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. A pose down. Oh, that was funny. Um. Yeah, Bianca Belair when she picks up a wrestler, it wasn't Chad Gable. No, nah, she li- she lifted up uh, Otis. I tell you what, that's yeah, fair play because Bianca's a force to be reckoned with. There's no doubt. Definitely. Probably the best pure athlete in WWE for out of the women's division at the very very least, and probably even the men's. We had Sami Zayn handcuffing himself to the barricades and having uh, conspiracy signs up yeah. after every match. I saw the photo of it. Was it supposed to be like a play on the Bernie Sanders meme that's been... Yeah, that's, that's everywhere. That's viral. everywhere, isn't it? It's literally everywhere, I know. Yeah, it looked like it was a play on that. And um, he interrupted a match between Big E and Apollo Crews for the IC title, which could lead to a triple threat, maybe pre-show rumble. I'm not sure if it's been announced yet or it'd be on mm. this week's SmackDown. The show ended. The show ended with, for for the probably the first time since he's coming back, Roman Reigns getting beaten down by uh, Kevin Owens. Because the story of the night was, Paul Heyman was like, I could take on Adam Pearce. Then changed into a match, which yeah. he accepted. And then it's like, Paul Heyman did a uh, what Pearce did the week before and say, No, I'm injured. So Roman Reigns is taking my place. But before they got far, Kevin Owens came out and destroyed Roman, which I think, I believe is the first time since he's come back that someone's done that to him. And one more thing that I did like was Street Profits were like, we want a title shot uh, against Ziggler and uh, Rude. But Sonny Deville says, no, because Montez, Montez Ford is, you got an injury, so you're going to have to wait, which is kind of a good thing, even though she's technically the heel. Because that is the right thing to do, isn't it? Mm, yeah. You don't want a challenger to be hurt and still wrestle, do you? Well, sure. But I suppose if you're the heel, that shouldn't matter, should it? Was it a good show then? Yeah. Consistent from week to week still? Yeah. I'd say so. Nice. Well, that's good to hear. Well, no, that sounds good. Smackdown, pretty consistent then. Jay, I'm looking forward to this. Come on, New Japan Strong. What's going on in New Japan for the big build-up towards New Beginning in Nagoya? Well, quite a bit, actually. New Japan announced uh, a new... Stipulations for two matches uh, for the New Beginnings pay-per-view. Um, and the first one is there's a match between um, Hiroyoshi Tenzan and Great Okan and the loser will no longer be able to use the Mongolian chop. I love that. As soon as I read it, yeah. I just was in love with it. And, and, that, and the reason being, <laughs> obviously, because um, Hiroyoshi Tenzan has been using it for years and obviously the Great Okan's started using it. And um, he's not too happy about it. So, yeah, the loser is no longer allowed to use the Mongolian chop. Doesn't it, so sound, like a, doesn't it sound like a 1980s WWF style yeah, stipulation? Yeah, you know, when I, yeah. when I first saw it, I thought, oh, that's that's cool, actually. It's, it, it's funny, but it's cool. It's really retro. Like, that's the sort of stuff that you would see done probably in America. It's probably the stuff you'd have seen done, like, especially in the 70s. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> And the, the next one is the Will Ospreay and um, Satoshi Kojin match will now be no DQ. Nice. Because Lovely. their previous matches have ended uh, with no contest. So this is going to be no DQ. So there will be a finish. Love it. We love Absolutely. a finish. Yeah. yeah. Finish will be a count out if, if it was WWE. 
<laughs> oh, <fuck>. Yeah. <laughs> then again, I'm looking forward to that as well because you don't think of New Japan as an as a weapons based organization. No, not at all. I know they've done street fights lately with when they had Moxie on, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it, it is fun. It's going to be fun. So the the next bit of news then for Japan, um, this this is going back to the ninth of January. So we it sort of went under the radar a little bit, but I've only just seen it. Is that um, New Japan have made a deal with Eurosport India to uh, obviously broadcast New Japan in India. Oh so wow! That, yeah, so that's um, that's cool that they've made a. The deal. So yeah, it's it's with Eurosport India, and it's it's obviously bringing New Japan to new audiences in in India. That's good. India's a huge audience as well. So many more eyes to. Oh yeah, I mean, it, have it's, on the product. Yeah, because it's it's definitely, um, it's definitely channeling into an untapped market with India. Because obviously WWE have done it, New Japan are now doing oh, it. I know, and that even that's only really just that they've been. You know, mm. really pushing for that. So yeah, absolutely. It's good to see because you know the more people that get on wrestling, the better. Yeah, absolutely. It was on the um, it was on the pay per view Road to New Beginnings, so it's like a little mini sort of thing leading up to um, New Beginnings in Nagoya. Anyway, um, during that pay per view, there was new junior heavyweight tag team champions crowned. Yes, the the reigning champions at the time was um, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado, and um, they got beaten by. Taiji Ishimori and El Fantasmos. They are now the new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champions, which is nice. Bullet Club with the titles. Bullet Club pretty much own the world right now. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're champions almost in every promotion. Um, it, or at least, you know, and if you look at former members as well, Finn Balor's NXT champion. Good Brothers. Good Brothers are Impact Tag Champs. You know, yeah. Bullet Club really are like the... Kenny Omega's AEW champion. Exactly. Whether there's like real heat between some of these guys or not, you know, again, we said last week, it's up for debate. But so Leo Rush is making his debut also tomorrow yeah. on New Japan. Yeah, he's got that six-man tag team match with TJP. So it's Leo Rush, TJP and Fred Rosser, who you would know as Darren Young. Yeah. Taking on Kenta, Al Fantasmo and Hikulio, which yeah, I can't be, wait for, to be it's gonna be It's going to be a savage match, that. I know, got to try and squeeze that in somewhere after the 24 hours of Fight Forever, but yeah. <laughs> in between the Rumble as well and uh, New Beginnings, it's going to be, yeah. <laughs> crazy. Absolutely crazy. But that's going to be weird, because that's that, that's Friday so that's Friday night at 10pm Eastern. And of course, Fight Forever starts at 8pm Eastern, and you're going to get Leo versus Blake somewhere in that first two hours. Yeah. So there's a good chance that Leo is going to be on at, you know, around about 10pm Eastern for two different promotions at the same time. Well, yeah. so is this going to be the um, Rick Rude of the uh, 21st century? Yeah, there you go. Leo Rush is the Rick Rude of the modern generation. Yeah, but I think that's I think that's everything for New Japan news. Um, there, there's a lot going on with it. Obviously, it's the build up to this show, which I am really. Oh yeah, because, I mean, a lot's happened in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I've not watched a new beginning ever. Not all the way through. It's always been highlights, and I've been very much like that with Japanese yeah, wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I've got to say, Russ is a fucking virgin when it comes to Japanese wrestling, really. Mate, I'll he tell it. The first one he watched all the way through was the Wrestle Kingdom, weren't it? I mean, don't know yeah. what he's missing. I used to watch, like I said, I mean, there was Dragon Gate and stuff before, but nothing like, you know, to a major degree where I'd follow it. But yeah, Wrestle Kingdom 15, pop my cherry good and proper, that's gone. That shit's oh, gone. Oh yeah, absolutely. Don't <laughs> little slut for Japan now. So, yeah, no, I do. I love it. Well, that's yeah. good. Really good news. So, 
this is where this is where we're going to find out now whether I take the the tone down because we've had good stuff from SmackDown, good stuff from New Japan. We're going to get to Raw. Raw. I'll say this: Raw. This week's Raw was better than last week. By and large, but, it was but is that hard though? Really? <laughs> yes, no, it not is necessarily. <laughs> well, yes, yeah. It depends on you. Yeah, on your take. It, it was better. Um, I'm not going to go through absolutely everything, but the, I'm going to start with with the good. And this was by far for me the best thing, the biggest highlight of the night. Uh, it was a pre-taped promo from Edge. And it's essentially just Edge has filmed this promo of him in the ring that I think he's got back at home that he trains in. And he's cutting this promo, entering himself into the Rumble. And this was just the passion in there. I'm not going to go through all of what he said, but it's essentially along the lines of, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed. When I gave up my championship, I had to fight for my dream back. Now it's time for me to get my... I'm going to get back what I never lost. But it was the passion in his voice, and it made me believe well, I that the Edge it. could genuinely. And there you go. See, and it did its job. But it was awesome. A downside to it. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but the downside to it was that it was just a bit weird that they hadn't advertised it. It just sort yeah. of like came on in the show. I would have, you would have thought Edge being Edge, and he's given the, the legendary status as he deserves. Mm. Doesn't get the airtime. Well, doesn't get the time to say Edge is appearing. They didn't promote it. Like they, they put it on Twitter like two or three hours before Raw started. But, you know, if you're not on social media, you wouldn't have known. So no. you, um, you only found out when you were actually watching Raw. But by that point, you needed a reason to tune into Raw. And if they'd have advertised that sooner, I, I guess it depends on how much of a last minute decision it was. Because that is a very real possibility. Like that you hear about rewrites all the time, sometimes even during the show. So, but, you know, he would have had to have had the time to record it and send it and then it be approved. So, you know, I'd have to imagine that there was at least, you know, a few hours worth before mm. Raw started, but I don't know. Because at first, when I heard that he was in the Rumble, I was kind of I was kind of like, well, I would wish he did the surprise entrance, but you can't do that two years in a row, can you? Veg? I get that, but I think this works better because yeah. now it gives you somebody to root for in the Rumble. What? So he's going to be... And to look forward to. Do you think he's going to be the Daniel Bryan of this year? It, it just makes this more interesting. But the promo itself... Uh, Absolutely, that was a standout, and you should 100% go out of your way to go and watch that. Yeah. Uh, other things from Raw, Jay is correct, Goldberg and Drew, they kicked off oh. the night. Nothing huge, obviously, it's a build to their pay-per-view match. Uh, really, Goldberg just kind of said, you're next. And then they both hit their finishers on Drew Mac- uh, on John Morrison and The Miz in retaliation for them taking the piss out of him last week by bringing out Gilberg and uh, the actor who came out dressed as uh, Drew McIntyre. So yeah. that was it. That was that was really all that, that segment was. Um, but this was the R-Truth show. Like, he was in so much of the show. Backstage segments. Um, he had a match against AJ Styles, which we'll talk about now, because this was, once again, another situation <laughs> where to get in the Rumble match, you had to be AJ Styles. He's the gatekeeper. He's the unofficial gatekeeper of the this Royal Rumble. This is getting Rumble. stupid now. It's so, Ed, so, so Edge is allowed to announce himself into the Rumble, but for him to get into the Rumble, he's got to be AJ Styles. Just like, so, Rick, just like Ricochet had to be AJ Styles, and Drew Gulick had to be AJ Styles. Yeah, and all three of them haven't done it. So It's fucking stupid, man. What is going on? So Drew, Ricochet, and uh, R-Truth 
supposedly won't be in the Rumble because they couldn't get past the big boss, AJ Styles. So What is I going mean, like, on? I, I laughed at it this time because I just thought, like, there's no point getting annoyed by the inconsistency. It's just the inconsistency of it. If they did it for everybody, it would make sense. It's just because it isn't that you you have to laugh at it because it's just lazy. But let's be but, honest. Do you expect Gulak, uh, Ricochet, or R Truth to do to win it or to do well? No, not really. Well, no, because they don't push them enough. Like I, I don't expect the, the problem with the Rumble, and it has always sort of been that way. But at least before, you had like a bigger handful of people that you could pick to say they could win it. Right. The problem is, is that. Nobody gets pushed enough up to the Rumble anymore. Like, you get your one or two people that get a big push, and then it becomes very predictable nine times out of ten who's going to win. The only thing I'd say is probably the exception of the year Shinsuke won it. Hmm. That was the only year that I think it wasn't, you know, that was actually a bit more of a shock. But aside from that, you can pretty much, you can guarantee, you could pick three names, and it'll be one of those that'll win it. Well, we'll get to that later. Obviously, Drew, Ricochet, and R-Truth wouldn't win the Rumble, but it still doesn't make sense from a storyline perspective why they have to win a match to be in the Rumble, but everyone else enters into it because they want to. <laughs> just, you know, yeah. it's just weird. But you've got to laugh, haven't you, really? Um, well, the only other thing, I, I actually forgot to mention this for Raw last week, but of course he had the fireball for Orton. Um, and then he had that mask on last week yep. to hide the burns. And this week he came out during the title match between Oscar and Alexa Bliss, because Alexa's doing that whole kind of, you know, she's got the fiend powers and stuff now. And he just basically spins her around, drops her with an RKO, which again is another Royal Rumble thing for Randy. He just seems to drop women with an RKO at Rumbles or around the Rumble period. Yeah, it's the last three years he's RKO'd a woman. He did it to Nia Jax in the Rumble match. Yeah. Beth Phoenix to the build up for the Edge match at Mania, which was last what, year, yeah. Yeah, one of the last crowd moments, I believe. It was actually. And now he's doing it to Alexa Bliss. For those that didn't mind anything to do with Raw, for those that, that thought Raw was a good show, my opinion's not more valid than yours. If you think Raw was a good show, good on you. That's great. You know, you've enjoyed it and I didn't. So at the end of the day, you're the real winner. Um, but, you know, well, to say that as well, it's not that I didn't enjoy Raw. It's just, it's still, I still find myself that it's more of a challenge to get through it, where it shouldn't be. It what? should be entertaining from start to finish. Three hours, that's um, why. And, and yeah, and it's three hours, and there's going to be dips and stuff like that. You can't always expect it to completely hit it out of the park, but no. you know, for me, that's what I mean. It was a bit better than last week. Only one more thing I really want to mention from Raw because this was a big thing, and this is going to spark a bit of debate now with you guys. And I want to know what you think. Nia Jax. Oh God. So. A move to Dana Brooke on Raw has sparked yet again more controversy. Uh, after it's been called out that it looked very unsafe. It was essentially kind of like she went, she had Dana Brooke in like a power bomb, posi- uh, power bomb position and then had sort of maneuvered her arm in between and it turned into a choke slam. But the move looked as though Dana was sent down with enough force that she landed on the back of her neck or on the back of her head. And it looked like potentially she hit quite hard. So there's been a lot of speculation online you know was she injured even if she wasn't this was still a botched move there's a lot of different takes on it because there's people siding with Nia saying look if this was the men you wouldn't you wouldn't moan about it you'd be saying how great it was so 
this so I don't know. There's there's two sides of the story. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I, but I haven't. haven't uh, this is the first of I'm hearing of it. But before Ash gets into it, I, I just want to go into it because like this could be this could be a long one. <laughs> let's just put it that way. No, no. By, by all means, let, let, let's talk about it because I think you know there's a lot to talk I mean, about with this. The only thing I want to say is look. I've never liked her. I think her ability has always been in question. And obviously you make a point about people that have been saying, oh, if it was a man, blah. No, it's not. It, that may, it's got, if male or female, it's got absolutely nothing to do with it. If, if you're putting someone's, if you're putting someone in danger or, you know, in, in a position where they're going to get hurt, then male or female, it makes no difference. It, it's the fact that, and, and it's not even the first time either. I mean, no. How many times has she done this now? At least um, three or four? It's a lot. I mean, the, well, some of the biggest standouts, I mean, the Kyrie Sane one when she threw her head into the steps was, you know, that was bad. That was yeah. dangerous. And then it was, on um, then punching Becky Lynch in the face. And now this one as well. And I'm, I'm sorry, but I've just got to get it out there now. And it, a lot of people might not agree with me and that's fine. Like you're entitled to your own opinion, whatever, you know, absolutely. But I don't think she should be wrestling. And I, 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 I don't, the only reason I'm saying that is because look at the track record. Obviously, from the first time, it, you know, if anything, as a boss, okay, and you got a, you know, you have to think of your employees' well-being. As a boss, you'd think, okay, this has happened. Where do I? What do I do moving forward then? Do That's I? A good point. You know, do I put back into into developmental? Do I get more training? Do I? You know, do I? see what went wrong, how it can improve, etc., etc. Then it happens again. Then it happens again. Then it happens again. You know, where, where, at what point are they going to see that this is a problem? Well... I mean, is it going to be when she, you know, completely takes someone out and ends a career? I mean, where is the line? It's, it's a debate. And Jay, there's two points to touch on that you said there. I think first one, because this is the trouble when people get lumped into the same category. So there are no doubt about it because I've seen it. There's no doubt about it. There are people that jump and rave when big moves like that happen with the men and it's like the best thing they've ever seen. Yet it happens with the women and all of a sudden what these women are too fragile to take a big bump. So they jump on it. Right. So there is that. But I know that from your point of view, because, for example, you know, you still you you were really pissed off when Rollins was, you know, in that kind of firing line because he did it with Finn and with Sting. Yeah. And, you know, that male or or female, you know, like I said, it it makes no difference. If you, you know, if you if you're putting someone at risk, you're putting someone at risk, whether it's male or female, it doesn't matter. Yeah, of course. And that's the thing. So that's the trouble sometimes when you lump people in categories, because actually, you know, that's a very broad subject that people have different opinions on that branch out from that. So they can't all just sit in the same bucket. But to touch on one of the other things you said there, you were saying about, look, so as a boss, you see that happening. At what point do you send them to get more training? Now, what I do find kind of odd and confusing, and again, look, you know, we're fans and we watch what we see. We read what we read and stuff like that. Like that's how we're getting our info. So, and, and the rest of it is just for our interpretation. Doesn't mean we're right or wrong, you know, but that's, well, we can own up to that. We can fess up to that. There's no point. We don't work in the industry. We can't pretend that we know everything and we know everything that's going on. This is just our thoughts and opinions, right? Absolutely. But, we, we, we know nothing really. We, we, we just literally exactly. speak in our mind. Exactly that. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But here's the thing. Not too long ago, Vince had sent down the likes of Keith Lee, uh, 
Olmos, uh, Keith Lee being like a big stand-up name for that, Otis. He wasn't impressed with their in-ring work, so he sent them down to get more, you know, to have more training in the performance centre. So how does that kind of stack up with this situation then? Because if that's not happened with Naya, we don't know, maybe it has, and it, it wasn't reported, but that, that that would be quite weird. But if if we go under the assumption that it didn't happen with Naya, but it happened with the likes of Keith Lee and Otis, what kind of message is that sending? Exactly. Not a good one. And I think the only reason it hasn't happened is because she's part of the quote-unquote Samoan dynasty. Right, and that's the Where they can do no wrong. Exactly. This is the thing. It's double standards, I think. Ash, because you're you're a big advocate for Samoa. I mean, we all are. You need to get out your opinions on this. The thing thing is, I was about to say that about how comes Otis and Keith Lee that had to go back to performance center and she's, she's done this before. She dropped Charlotte on her head like a few years ago, I believe. And the thing is, yeah, the only the only thing about Nia Jax is she's the only she's unique in the women's division. There's no one else like her. No, but she has to either I, I don't know. She's there's something. There's got something's got to be done. Not yeah. I don't think I don't think firing her is the the right call. No, I wouldn't say that, but, but something but definitely has needs been, to be done. But there has been moments that I, where there was a moment with Mandy Rose where she threw her out, but it wasn't her, it wasn't Nia Jax's fault. I don't think it was the way that Mandy went out the ring, but people mm-hmm. were blaming Nia for, Nia for that. But injuries do happen. It doesn't matter who you're or where you're from. It ain't ballet. No, I'm gonna take her have a go. Yeah, let's. Well, there you go. I'm gonna throw this out to you now as well because I'm gonna just keep adding on to this. So another piece to add. One of the big things where people are like, oh, I hope she hasn't got a concussion or, yeah, she's definitely got a concussion, this, that and the other. Dana's tweeted afterwards anyway, just with a, a video clip of it, just saying, ouch. But WWE themselves posted the video on Twitter, just basically saying, damn, at the move. Now, if this was a really big deal and a really big dangerous botch, would WWE have put a post out like that showing the video keeping the vi- not just keeping the video in but showing it and sharing it on social media with a caption damn like what do you guys make of that because that looks like you know not not necessarily making light of it but actually look this is how good Nia is not how bad she is well <laughs> to me I mean you know that's just like oh man where do I even begin with this? <laughs> well, look, can I just say this? Can you imagine? Yeah, if, you, you go for it, mate. You can go imagine for if uh, Sis leg break happened nowadays? Would they have shown that on Twitter? Well, no. Well, yeah, probably not. I mean, because well, you know, got a you man know, supposedly set on fire. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, could you imagine if this happened during draws in D'Lo Brown? Well. <sighs> Look, this is the thing. That's not a good example, but it's... No, well, yeah, but but what... I think that's the concern, is if it ever came to... Like, what Jay's saying, at what point is... Like, where is the line? If the line is where... If something like that happens... What's it going to take for them to address it? That's that's exactly it, isn't it? Right. Well, back in 95, when Mabel kept injuring injuring people, eventually they got fed up of it and they got rid of them. Only for a couple of years, but they got rid of them. Yeah. Yeah, but even when he yeah. came back as Viscera, he didn't really, you know, he had the odd match here and there and that, but he didn't really yeah. do an awful lot. He never got never got pushed as, as much. I know he was in Ministry of Darkness and that kind of stuff, but 
He was like hardcore said, champion well, about 50 times, but yeah. <laughs> other than the, that... The, the push... The push was nowhere near to the level it was when he was King of the Ring. No. Yeah, because he won the King of the Ring in 95, didn't he? Yeah. yeah but, but that's obviously the round about the time he was injuring people. So, yeah. you know. And when you injured the taker, you injured Diesel, who was the world champion. Yeah. Right, exactly, he, yeah. Because, yeah, Nia Jax, like I said, unique. And there's moments where she does look good, but it's... you got to either slow down or just, like... Well, the reports are that WWE don't have any heat with her or at least that was the case when she injured Kyrie on that second one with the steps yeah and we all there were some part people of the Samoan dynasty is that what it is or <laughs> and again it's another part of that debate and it's what people are throwing uh, yeah and look at Kyrie saying now she's in Japan <laughs> so she can't well, get touched by Naya there you go yeah exactly so <laughs> to add more to this Naya Jax had a series of tweets in response uh, to some of the reactions that people were having on Twitter to it. And of course, they were the negative, ne- negative ones and calling her out for being an unsafe worker, X, Y, Z. Uh, some of the tweets were along the lines of, you know, I'm glad that I'm living uh, in, in the heads rent-free of you weak-ass losers. That is paraphrasing. But uh, yeah, again, right, she's then. going for that heel heat. Yeah, but and- we're, we're not the... Oh, we're yeah. not the, the, the Weak-ass losers. We're not the ones that are fucking damaging people's bodies, though. So, <laughs> so this is. Um, there's so many different debates to have off the back of it because you know a heel should make heelish comments like that. But yeah, like I, I agree. But like, just going back to it, like you remember, I'll just say Simon Gotch. He got the sack, yeah, because he was he was an unsafe worker, quote unquote, unsafe worker. Obviously, he concussed Enzo and that, right? Mm. They got rid of him. So, like I said, if they are quick enough to jump on something like that, and at this point, like, Enzo was a big star. Like, he was drawing people in and that. So, like, at what point do you say, okay, so how, how is it okay for, the, for like, them to go, all right, you're an unsafe worker, you're injuring people, you've got to go? You know, again, yeah. is it two sets of rules? Where, where's the line? At what point do you say, okay, this is a problem? It's difficult to try and work out at what point politicking becomes a part of this as well. Because if you go well, yeah, back to exactly. Mr. Kennedy dropping Orton on his head all those years ago, mm. and which unquestionably, well, I mean, at least if you listen to Kennedy, uh, or obviously now Mr. Anderson, would say that that was what led to his release from WWE because Orton had gone backstage and said he's unsafe. And, you know, this was around about the time as well. Kennedy was being pushed and he was going to be the big reveal to be McMahon's son. And of course, we know that that all got changed and it became Hornswoggle because Kennedy was out the door. Mm. But it all uh, went no, downhill that wasn't, that after wasn't that. that. It wasn't, no, I know he made the steroid comments as, as well. Well, he had and everything. He was found in that list. But, it, and he was on that list, but apparently that was, a, that was a big thing that contributed to his release. Yeah, and the weird thing about that list of people that were on that steroid list, like Batista and Edge, that people that were still on TV. So what was the difference? Exactly. And again, but that's why I'm saying at what point does the politicking yeah. come in? And that arresting hierarchy, and if the Samoan dynasty, if it is, if that does have a, a part to play, well, it must do. It must. What do. about well, in a in a weird, different way? What about Velveteen Dream? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Again, I know yeah. it's a very different scenario, but yeah, you never know. I don't know. I know. I know. It's it, it's it's a you know it's difficult to really be able to call it because where people lose this completely, and where I can understand Naya would want to defend herself and be aggressive in her response, is that every other comment, instead of people maybe being critical, and we mentioned this when we did our cyberbullying episode 
for World Mental Health Day. And we mentioned how Nia Jax is often um, at the forefront of online bullying because people fat shame her. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. No, like, I know, don't. That, that, that's, that's, you know. You lose all grounds for your argument the moment you let anger take over. Yeah. And instead of then pointing out that, well, look, this wasn't safe and that wasn't safe and I don't, you know, asking maybe questions instead of pointing what you believe to be the facts. Instead, you're just saying, well, you're fat and, you know, you've got to, you know, it's just, you've lost. You've lost straight away. Yeah. But understandably, if every other comment's like that and you've got hundreds and if not thousands across, you know, spread over all different social medias and all different posts, and if you're nine and you have to read that, I mean, look, you, you've you got to have thick skin, haven't you? Uh, so I do, I understand that yeah. to a degree, but it depends how much of this really is a case that she's an unsafe worker, she's deemed to be an unsafe worker. But then if that's the case, look, if you're working in your job, and you're doing a bad job. Everyone thinks you're doing a bad job. If your boss never comes to tell you, I know this is it's touching on really what Jay said as well, but if your boss never comes up to you and says, look, you're not doing a good job. We need to do some sort of plan, uh, some sort of coaching program around, you know, to get you better, to work on your skills. You're just going to keep doing the same job, whether it's good or bad, because you're never having that feedback. You're never getting the opportunity to improve. I, I, I Honestly, I can't see anything being done until... Like I said, somebody gets seriously injured, and at that point, it's too late. Then, isn't it? Exactly that. I mean, yeah, yeah. You are, yeah, you are right. And if that really is, if everything, if it is that she's an unsafe worker, and that was a big botch, like, yeah. At what point does it? I agree. The only thing, one more thing to put into it uh, that I just it'd be interesting to know what your thoughts are. The reaction in general plays part and plays host to a a whole bigger picture online and it's cancel culture you know when you see something you don't like people get into the cancel culture hashtag fire Nia Jax hashtag fire so-and-so you know you remember it when all the reports were coming out with JBL and Mauro Mm -hmm. hashtag fire JBL hashtag you know it's not just wrestling either like that this happens you know through politics through religion especially though within the entertainment industry so Cancel culture, that, I mean, we're talking about where's the line. Where's the line with that? Because if everyone's calling for the firing of Nia Jax, you know, is that really, the, is that the answer? Or is it really a case sometimes that this cancel culture has just become too, too big? That it's almost like you, you've got that other problem again where someone says to you, I'm offended. Okay, you have the right to be offended, but I have the right to say what I want to say. You know, where's where are the lines with things? You have the right to feel, you know, passionate enough that you want to cancel somebody. But is that always the right thing to do? And should that always be what happens on social media? Because that's what's, it's, it's, I say trending, but that's the hashtag that's being used right now. Hashtag fire Nia Jax. I don't, I don't know what your thoughts might be on cancel culture, because it, it is a big thing. Like, it's grown exponentially over the past five to six years. Yeah, I mean... Well, it's a tough one, really, because again, it, it all depends on the situation and and how it how people how it's been received and what's been done about it, and or in this case, what hasn't been done about it, and you know, so it it all depends. But yeah, that's a tough one, really, because it can be a yeah. good thing in a way, like, but in other ways, it's like it could make things worse. It's just like social media in general, really, isn't it? 
They always say there's no such thing as bad media. Well, well I, no, yeah, and he's got a, you've got a point. The thing is, I, I've always taken this stance that if you, look, here's the thing, right? If you think Nia's, because it's hard to sometimes differentiate, like I said, when some people just go in with the hate and they just want to fat shame, yeah, you've lost your argument. You're not arguing that she's unsafe anymore. You're just making jabs because of her weight. That's not, you know, that's got nothing to do with it. It doesn't. Like, I know if you're if you're a bigger person, potentially you might be a bit more heavy-handed, but realistically, that means nothing. Wrestling is filled with big people, both men and women. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, if, for example, you saw, um, you know, it wasn't that long ago we were saying about when Marco was getting absolutely mullered by the likes of Lance Archer mm. and Brody and stuff like that. Big guys wailing on a small guy. You know, people weren't turning around then saying... Oh my God, no, that was so stiff. You should take it easier on him. You know, but the thing that I, for, for me, if you really just dislike her enough, and the same as anybody, or if you dislike something enough, don't make any noise. Like that's that's my take on it. Because when you boo somebody, people boo in Nia Jax. If you boo her because you genuinely just dislike her and you think she's unsafe and you don't want to see her, but then you're also going to boo a heel because, you know, you're meant to boo them. That's the same reaction for two different things and for yeah. two different reasons. The end of the day, it's still a reaction. I think the the best thing to do in in this situation like this is to just make no noise at all, as you said, because silence uh, in this situation, especially like if you're, I know this obviously it's no crowds at the minute, but to say like silence, like from a crowd, says more than fucking yes. booing. So you know what I mean? Like silence, I think is is. Silence, I think, is better in this situation. I mean, yeah, you, you can boo, you know, a heel because that's what you do and you like him and everything. But as you said, it's the same reaction for two different things. So I think it, in this situation, silence is probably the best thing. But then again, obviously, going back to what you said about this, this uh, cancel culture and everything, you, if, if you do give silence, then obviously, if you don't say anything and you don't make your opinion heard, then again, where's the change? You're not going to get a change. Yeah. You're not going to get a change from silence. You know, if you're not, you know, you're not going to get a change if you don't say anything either. So it's a tough one. Very valid point. Yeah, very valid point. I think for me, I, I probably meet, and again, you, as you said, it's very difficult to do in this day and age because you know they pipe in the crowd noise now. Can't be helped, obviously, you know, with the current situation. But yeah, as as a whole, in general, Ash, I don't know if you agree with that as well, but like. It was like the Roman Reigns thing when people hated Roman being pushed as a face and they kept booing and they really wanted it to stop. Yeah. The more you boo, the more they're going to do it. Like, because you're getting, at least they're getting a reaction. A boo is a reaction. Look at Cena. All those years of boo Cena, we hate Cena, Cena sucks. It added to him being one of the biggest, if not the biggest star in professional wrestling, at least for the 21st century. You know, one of the biggest. His name's up there with Rock and Austin, and that's I, I honestly think that that is an undisputed claim to be made. The guy would be booed. Boo, yeah, see, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. Mm. It was it was reactions, and you remember it. If you really want that person to be off your TV screen, don't cheer him, don't yeah. boo him. Exactly, no, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, with, oh, with, 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 yeah, with, with the crowd side of it, obviously, pandemic aside and everything, Silence is the best is the best thing to do because no one wants to see no one wants to hear silence when you've got a big arena full of people. So you know that's going exactly. to speak volumes. So yeah, I completely agree with that hundred percent. 
those actions speak. When people didn't want that uh, main event, I think it was backlash a few years ago between Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns, oh, and you had people yeah. literally leaving yeah. early. Yeah, and there were beat there was a beat of traffic chant or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But that actually <laughs> reportedly had Vince McMahon concerned. But it's because there was something like it wasn't just people. People weren't still staying there, booing, yeah. adding to the product. It was visible. And I, I don't know. It's just my take on it. It'll be interesting to hear what you guys listening think on this as well, because, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of big debates and there's a lot of different areas for discussion there. But the one thing I think all three of us just want to reiterate is just don't go online and be hateful. Yeah. Don't keep poking fun at people's weight. Look, sometimes these comments can be funny. I get it. Like, look, come on. We, we make fat jokes. Of course we do. Right. Well, it's not to offend anybody. But like we make fat jokes at each other. Like, <laughs> well, Ashley it, makes them, that's for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's because he's built like a rake. But like, you know, it's, <laughs> sorry, it's, sorry, it's sorry I couldn't hear that. Which chin did that come out of? <laughs> <laughs> look, it, it's it's fine, but it's just know your audience and look. You, you're always going to offend somebody in this day and age. It can't be helped. But you're going online specifically to spread that kind of hateful shit, and there isn't a place for it. So just keep it. Just don't don't add to it. Just don't add. Be critical if you feel like you need to, but at the end of the day, the more noise you make, it's a double. It's a catch twenty two. Like Jay said, if you stay silent, maybe it gives the wrong message that there isn't anything wrong with it. But at the same time, really, if you think about it, it shouldn't be up to the fans yeah. to tell a wrestler that they're unsafe. It should be up to the people training them. It should be up to the promoter, and it should be up to the talent. They actually train to wrestle. Nia Jax is a better wrestler than I am, than all three of us are, and that potentially most of us listening are, because she's a professional wrestler. Is she good at it? Well, that's for that's for the others to tell her. And then that's the, their call. And if it does end with somebody being injured really badly, then... That's that's the consequence they need to face, and the repercussions thereafter is what the company would need to face. But that, that's that's my take on it, really. Yeah, I, I agree, hundred percent. So yeah, pretty much sums up Raw. Um, well, actually, the only other thing was Lacey Evans and Ric Flair reenacted Triple H and Stephanie from two thousand one. I think it was. Yeah, uh, Triple H and Trish. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> that was good. It. That so basically that angle is still going, and that's all I've got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. Right. Impact. Um, yeah, Impact. A couple bits from Impact. It was a good show. Willie, I mean, the best bits about it, Willie Mack returned, which was great. And then Shamrock also returned in the same segment. Basically, heels versus faces. The heels got the better over them. Um, there's a big thing going on. Big hoo-ha now with the Impact World title. Bit confused because we've got no surrender now coming up. That's going to be Impact's uh, next pay-per-view. No retreat, and no surrender. No retreat, no surrender. We're not going to get Swan versus Moose, though, uh, because Swan opens the show up and he basically, as the champion, challenges Tommy Dreamer to a world title match because it's going to be Tommy Dreamer's 51st birthday, I believe. It's his 51st birthday on the date of No Surrender. So Dreamer will challenge Rich Swan for the title at that show. Um, the only other things that really happened here was that Rohit Raju has asked a mystery man for some help to go against Manic slash TJP, but we don't know who that guy is. So bets on most ridiculous answer. I'm Karate go man. For... You're going to go who? Karate man. Karate man, yeah. He looked like a big dude, though. And then Cardona and Myers finally had a backstage segment together. So looks like they're going to sort of tease a bit of a feud between the two, which I'm all for. Uh, the 
premise for it was essentially Cardona is now, looks like he's going to be headed into a tag team with uh, Josh Alexander. And Myers was like, well, that could have been a tag team with me. That's your loss. So there's, they're laying the groundwork for that. So I'm interested to see where that goes. But uh, in terms of big returns, aside from Willie Mack and Shamrock, Trey Miguel uh, has come back. So uh, he was a mystery partner for the main event. It's only probably really worth mentioning that Tony and Tony, Tony Khan, Tony Schiavone, the real TNT <laughs> on Impact. <laughs> Again, they had another one of their kind of like promoting AEW and Tony's just doing this like, uh, Tony Khan that is, is, is still being the kind of arrogant business owner, promoter, um, which is funny because you, like, you can't help but love Tony Khan, but they're still doing those segments and they're quite funny. But yeah, overall, pretty solid episode of Impact. Um, we're just going to see this build now of how everybody ties into stuff because, again, it just feels a bit weird that Moose isn't getting that shot at No Surrender and that we're going to get Dreamer instead. But I guess we'll have to see how that plays out. But it does feel a bit kind of like we're diverting off the course of where last week led us to believe we were going to be going. So I don't know. We'll wait and see what happens over the next coming weeks. But Impact was a good show. Cool. So nice. Wednesday night then. Big night Wednesday nights for wrestling. Yeah, we'll get on to Dynamite first then. Let's do it. There was uh, an AEW Dynamite Awards, but I'll, I'll get into that after. I just want to go over a bit of, the sh- of what was what happened on the show first. Yeah, we had Young Bucks and the Good Brothers against the Dark Order, Eddie Kingston and Lance Archer, uh, Britt Baker and Shana, Hangman Page and Ryan Nemeth. Um, Darby Allen and Sting addressed the... Um, their street fight at Revolution with uh, Team Taz. Ryan Nemeth, sorry, to go back quickly, the brother of Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth. That was his AEW debut. Not bad. Let's hope he's better (laughs) than his brother and he don't start stealing people's gimmicks. That's another story. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know an awful lot about Ryan Nemeth. I I don't. I I know he's the younger brother, so... Yeah. Best of luck to him anyway. Best of luck. That's great. Yeah, but we had a, a little Moxley segment where he's he's talk he just uh, talks about his moch his moch <laughs> <laughs> his box. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, no, that's, that's the, intro. the intro. Fuck the question. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, so John John Moxley <laughs> Moxley speaks about uh, yeah he had a bit of a promo about his match with. Um, Omega and the Good Brothers at Beach Break when he's uh, tagging with Pack and um, Ray Phoenix, I think it is. But yeah, the, the one of the the big news really is that um, Shaquille O'Neal called out Cody, and there's going to be a, a wrestling match between them in March. Oh, wow. Shaquille O'Neal is finally going to make an in ring debut. Yeah, like a proper yeah, one. And it, yeah, and it's going to be against Cody in March. He, he called him out uh, on Twitter, actually, of all places. <laughs> well, that's, where, that's where all um, storylines are built and, now, and isn't it, it? It was it was during the AW Awards, um, okay. Which which we'll get to. I suppose it. Do we know if this is a singles match yet, though, or not? Because I, from what I saw, it was a mixed tag. Because uh, it's going to be him and um, Jade. I, I'm assuming it'll be Red Velvet. It is. Oh, yeah. Okay. So right. it, it'll be interesting to to see because obviously. He's because obviously he was supposed to have that match with the Big Show, like we said. He's supposed to have that match with the Big Show at yeah. Mania, which never actually happened. Long time ago, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it as long as it's just the ones. Well, <laughs> I'm guessing that's why it's a tag match, so they can hide him a bit. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess. But 
it'd be nice to see, like, you never know, like, we might be pleasantly surprised, you, you yeah. just don't know. That's the thing, I'm really excited to see it. it it's I- such a mixed bag with celebrities and wrestling, isn't it? Like, you never, it, it can either go surprisingly really, really well, or it becomes an absolute train wreck. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, it could go everywhere, but we'll have to just see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, something to something to look out for because that's that's going to be really good. Can I mention my favourite bit from Dynamite this week? Yeah, yeah, go. When Pac said Kenny Omega's Billy Big Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do it in the accent, but no, I can't do it. It's do you do you still find it weird? Like, because I know obviously we are British, so we we hear these phrases like all the time, you know, throughout our just everyday lives. But do you ever find it weird when it gets used in wrestling? Like yeah. on, yeah. on TV, <laughs> usually, you know what I mean, because it's you get used to the same, uh, especially like Americanisms and things like that, and you get so accustomed to it. And then when you actually hear a British person start using British uh, terminology slang, or slang, slang and stuff, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's great. Just, it it is really weird, good. but it's, I love it. it's great. Yeah, yeah, I love, yeah, yeah. I love watching big bollocks. <laughs> I love watching um, William Regal when he was the um, commissioner, and he was calling people gobshites. For oh, me, that's, yeah, really, really, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, that terrible little gobshite is going to get a battering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he really always used to really say it to the jury, didn't he? Yeah. You stupid little gobshite. <laughs> I, I love it. Speaking of Billy Big, big, big Bollocks, remember when Regal got his cock out? <laughs> no mercy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're never going to forget that in a oh, hurry. Oh, man. <laughs> William so Regal. Good. What no mercy oh. was that? Oh, sick, I think. Yep. <laughs> okay, then. Um, yeah, but moving on to the, the AEW Dynamite Awards. This is like Slammies, was, then, is it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was just right. ahead of the uh, Dynamite. It was on the Bleacher Report app. Okay. Uh, to celebrate the biggest and brightest stars. And this is where, like, in the middle of this awards was when Shaq called out um, Cody. Um, yeah, so it's, it's pretty much just like the Slammers, really. So we've got a few things here. It's um, best moment on the mic. Can the winner was Cody Rhodes accepts the dog collar match. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So that's one member of the uh, creative winning an award. <laughs> oh, here we go. Right, this was gonna... <laughs> here we go. <laughs> he, you got a, he's got a point, but you can't yeah. also never put them into any, any awards, can yeah. you? Yeah. No, so, but MGF. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll Jericho, get you personally, personally I could have probably picked a Moxley moment, but yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Personal I'll get, I'll get your though, point. isn't it? I'll get your point, yeah, absolutely. So, biggest surprise, and the winner was Sting's AEW debut. I think yeah. that's fair, yeah. Yeah, so we've got, yeah, so the next one's uh, the, the male breakout star. And uh, again, guess you can go where this is going, and the winner was Darby Allen. Because again, I can, I can see that, like, yeah, coming into AEW, him, Cassidy. Not a lot of people really knowing him. No, uh, him, him like, yeah, him or Cassidy, or maybe even um, Jungle Boy. Yeah, I think Darby probably does make sense though in terms of he's the only one that's captured a title. So. Yeah, breakout star for the females. Then I will just say that Britt Baker's not even a nominee. What? Um, really? Yeah, I, I will. Ju- I will just go into and quickly just read out the nominees for this one. So we had um, Anna J, Tay Conti. Uh, Big Swole, Penelope Ford, and Hikaru Shida, and obviously Shida won it. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I would have thought that Britt Baker would have at least been a nominee there, because, like, Anna Jay, yeah, because she's in a dark order, but Tay Conti, like, she hasn't really done an awful lot. Like, she hasn't really broke out. I don't know how much 
AEW Dark plays into it. I think that's the only because yeah, again, it's it's one true. of my bigger criticisms with AEW. And don't get me wrong, because I do I love AEW, I love wrestling. I love you know I I still do love WWE deep down. You know you only get annoyed because you want to love it. But you know with AEW, I think one of the criticisms is that a lot happens on Dark, but like Dark isn't the main product. So when you were watching, like, it's like Brian Cage. It's a big thing for me. Like Brian should be this. Like, I mean he is. The guy's amazing. Like the guy I love Brian Cage so much. And he does a lot, he gets a lot of wins on Dark, but you don't really get to see much of him on Dynamite. Mm. And I don't know, it's it's just about integrating all of their different things together, that and BTE, you know, not to go yeah. into a rant, but I don't know how much, I think the point I'm making is I don't know how much of it plays into what these guys have been doing on Dark as well, because you do tend to see mainly the same people every week for on Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the next one then we've got is Biggest Beatdown. <laughs> I'm not really sure... Boy, this is getting an award. But yeah, the biggest beatdown. Uh, the, the winner was um, the Inner Circle uh, jumps Orange Cassidy. Okay. I would have yeah. said, said the ratings to NXT would have been the biggest beatdown, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't. Jesus. That was brutal. Oh, shots fired on that one. But it's oh. true, isn't it? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with you. Well, yeah. wouldn't it be the best, wouldn't the biggest beatdown be MJF whipping Cody? Well, you see, that's what I'd have thought, but, you know, I guess that wasn't really a beatdown, was it? It was just more of a... Yeah, was it the biggest... I guess, well, no. it was like a segment, so... Poor, I, I don't know. It, it, it's just it's just biggest beatdown. Yeah, so we'll move on from that one then, because I just... Yeah, that's a bit of a strange <laughs> one to do, really. So, yeah, the next one we've got... Uh, actually, the best actually type... can I go, go, before I go... Cody getting killed by Brody Lee... <laughs> All right, calm down. That was a beat. That was a massive beat down. Wow. I've never seen your finger move so fast, mate. That was high pitched as well. I thought you were screaming there for a minute. He's got a point though. That because yeah. that I still maintain that was probably and if it's if it's not the best, it's one of the best. Closing no, to dynamite. I do, yeah, I do agree, one hundred percent. Yeah. So the, the, the next one we've got then is the high flyer award, and um. Yeah, this the winner, Ray Phoenix, which again, I can see why. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then. So, this next one's interesting. Hardest moment to clean up after. So, I'll read off the nominees for this then. So, we've got Orange Cassidy drops Orange Juice on the Inner Circle. We've got the Bunkhouse match. Um, Big Swell dumps garbage on Britt Baker and the Parking Lot Brawl. Parking Lot Brawl? The, the winner was the Parking Lot Brawl. Yeah. Okay. I mean, to be honest with you, I would have thought hardest moment to clean up after would have been when they decided to restart the match between Matt Hardy and Sammy. Because um, <laughs> that was, I mean, they, yeah, you know. Okay, then, so so moving on from that one, then, we've got um, biggest WTF moment. Obviously, you can see where this is going, because this is obviously the winner, and I probably could see it coming. Kenny Omega wins the AEW World Championship and walks out of AEW with um, Don Callis. But I guess, in a way, that was a WTF moment, because you didn't really see that coming. Justified, yeah. The, yeah. It's the finish and the and the aftermath. I think that's justified. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Best Twitter follow. Now I'm not oh, entirely sure what this even means, but but yeah, you automatically think like MJF, right? But the winner was Nyla Rose. Okay, that she is quite funny on social media. You got to give it to her. Okay, I'd, she I'd... she's pretty entertaining. The next one we've got is the uh, the Laugh Out Loud Award. Jericho's yeah, so winning this, surely. You tell me who you think the winner was. Debonair. It's got to be. 
Well, that's what I'd have thought as well, but no, it was the Young Bucks kick MJF into a pool, and I'm waiting for oh, it. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm waiting for I, it. That, that's fuck. that is pathetically shit. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. It takes a lot to get Ash did, riled did out. They, did they do the <laughs> nominations themselves? <laughs> well... But no, I 100% agree. It has to, you know, the, the dinner debonair is something that should, you know, that, he, that was that a comedy moment won. or was that? I don't know. I mean, it's just, you know, it, I is, a agree. Com- it is a comedy I to, moment. I have to agree with you on this, though, Ash. So it, it, it does seem like they're trying to, that, that, that the, the management are putting themselves over a bit. I thought it was funny that Jericho beat up the mascot in the um, stampede. And I was going to say, yeah, there's not really anything coming up from that stadium stampede match. What, have you said that? <laughs> oh, here we so go. We, we, oh. We've got the last award then. It's uh, the best pay-per-view moment of the year. And, and obviously the winner is the Stadium Stampede. Probably, yeah. <sighs> it's a, that's an odd category to be in. I mean, I guess so. But then Moxley winning the title was huge. Yeah, I mean... Uh, so most of Revolution, the, the, yeah. The, the nominees then, we've got the Stadium Stampede, uh, Moxley winning the title, Sheeda winning the title, uh, Omega and Page defeating the Young Bucks, Darby Allen wins the mm. TNT title... And the Young Bucks win the AW Tag Titles. So, I guess Stadium Stampede, though. I mean, it was good. And it was different. I think Iron Sheik will sum it up better than me. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's a funny thing. It is odd, but yeah. It is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Interesting, so, though. So, Ashley, let's get on to the final leg of this wrap-up, then, before we start predictions. So, NXT. And before NXT... Yeah, we missed yeah. that for Tuesday, didn't we? Yeah, there was a superstar spectacle show that happened on the network, which showcased the Indian talent for the. I'm guessing it's called NXT India. Not 100 on that one. Yeah, I would have thought so. And it had uh, the weird thing about that was it had Shinsuke Nakamura in a heel team when he's just recently turned face. Okay. And Drew McIntyre in a match when this is probably pre-taped before the COVID situation. Yeah, more than likely. But they, but I mean, they, I'm, I'm just, I'm just happy to see. I'm just happy to see more eyes on it. Like I said earlier, I mean, the more people that get into wrestling, the better. Really, that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> I think it's. I, I, I like the idea of opening the doors up for not just India as an audience, but to get talent over from India as well. Because you don't see too much of it, and it's that is a massive shame. Um, so you know, that's. I, I think there are definitely positives. The show might not have been for everybody. I have seen it. So absolutely would not cast an opinion, but you know, if you guys have seen it, let us know what it was like. But yeah, I think definitely. the idea behind it is really, I think it's a positive to be honest. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, the more eyes on wrestling, the better. Yeah, exactly. Um, so actually NXT. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be brief compared to everything else. Um, That's all right. <laughs> we, had some, we had some more dusty classic matches. We had MSK beat, uh, I believe it's Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Grizzled Young Veterans against uh, Kushida and Leon Ruff. Then uh, Grizzled Young Veterans won. So, but they are they are looking like they're going to do a story with Kushida and Johnny Gargano for the title. And they also look like they're going to involve um. Dexter Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, they might. Maybe a triple threat. Maybe it'd be Dexter Lewis is the one after that title shot. We said last week though, didn't we that. You know, obviously, it's good to see, like Jay said last week, it's good to see Kushida on TV anyway. But yeah, yeah to, to have him in a program with Gargano, that's, I mean, that's dream match stuff, that. Mm-hmm. 
We had a women's one as well. We had Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez beating Aaliyah and Jesse Jesse Kamira. I think that's how you pronounce the name. So yeah, Raquel has been very impressive recently. Yeah. Well, I thought she was going to get the next turtle shot, but going into that, when I woke up this morning, I saw a photo of Tony Storm holding the NXT Women's title, and I thought they haven't made her the champion, have they? No. She's been her and um, Mercedes Martinez have been um, teaming up to beat up Io Shirai, so maybe Tony Storm is the next challenger. So yeah, that could lead to something cool. And we also had Bala and Bala team up with Undisputed Era. He teamed up with um, Kyle Riley, and they they won. But it does look once again we are leading to Pete Dunne and Finn Balor. And another thing that happened was Imperium saying that just because three, it's three of our four members are here doesn't mean that Rotter isn't going to turn up soon. So hopefully he's Ooh. turning up soon. Shit's going to get real when he shows up. Definitely, because. It, it looked like they were bidding to Finn Balor versus Walter before the pandemic side. So, give me that match. Give me that match now. Fucking N- hell, yeah. NXT UK versus NXT. Bring it on. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. He's going to fucking rob one out to that, isn't he? <laughs> I t- but the thing <laughs> he is... He won't be the only one. <laughs> yeah, because Walter is unbelievable with guys smaller than him. We saw it with Tyler Bate. We saw it with Dragunov. We saw it with um, Pete Dunne. Him yeah. and Finn Balor is just going to be fucking amazing. NXT was a good show from what I saw and nice. um, a lot of building for the Dusty Classics and for the next takeover which should happen pretty soon I guess sick yeah. love that love it good week for wrestling yeah boy yeah well, that's 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 the that's the roll up then. That's a very long roll up for the <laughs> We ain't well, finished yet. <laughs> we ain't finished yet. We got predictions and fuck me, we've we have, got yeah. to. I mean, I've really got to sort myself out because I've started off shit for this year with predictions. Hard to kill did me in. So the leaderboard for everybody listening at the moment. I would give you the scores, but actually, I ain't got the paper in front of me, so I don't remember. Well, but I'm the, winning. <laughs> the leaderboard is Ashes at the top, then it's Jay, then it's me. So I am jobbing out at the moment. I refuse to do it at the end of this weekend. I'm going to have my hand raised. Yeah, right. What should we start with then? I guess we should start with New Beginning. I've got the card here. Here we go. We've got Shingo Takagi versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the uh, Never Open World Championship. Um, Shingo Takagi is champion going into it. So what, what do we really say? Really looking forward to this just as a personal thing straight away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um, I don't know. Personally, I think... I don't know. I mean, it'd be nice if Tanahashi took it, because yeah. I do like Tanahashi, the Mr. Model. <laughs> I think Shingo retains, personally. <sighs> I'm going for a new champion. It's, it's really uh, tough, though. That's probably the toughest yeah, one for the night. But I'm going to go with I'm going to go with, with Tanahashi taking this. Yeah, I'm going for Tanahashi. So... so, yeah, so moving on, we've got Hideo Kojima. Hideo oh, he's Kojima. done it again. <laughs> <laughs> Metal Gear. I was waiting for it. Kept you waiting, huh? Yeah, so so we've got Satoshi Kojima versus Will Ospreay in an ODQ match. Now, obviously, for me, I'm going to have to say that Osprey's Osprey's gonna 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 win. I'm going Osprey, but then again, it you know it might not be. But I think Osprey with with his the uh, with the heat he's got at the minute and the push he's getting, I think it'd be stupid for him not to win. But yeah, you never know. Yeah, I think Osprey off the back of his last to Okada, I think Osprey. Yeah, I'm going to say so as well. So we all agree on that. There you go. That's going to okay. be a win for everyone or a loss. Yeah. <laughs> So next one then, we've got Hiroyoshi Tenzan versus the Great Okan, the loser must stop using the Mongolian chop. 
Now, for me, I'm going to say Tenzan wins because obviously he's the originator. He's the veteran. You know, he's the one that's been using it first and he's been using it. Tenzan's been going for fucking decade. Well, well over a decade. He's, he's, um, yeah, he's one of the veterans, man. So I think he's going to take it. But then again, having said that, will he lose to pass the torch over to Great Okan, maybe, to use Mongolian Chop? But right. I think, I think I'm going to go with Tenzan because I really like Tenzan. He's great. I like that. Stick him with your gut. But for what exactly the same reason you mentioned there is the reason I'm going to go with Great Okan. I think it'll be a passing of the torch. Mm. I'll go for Great Okan because it reminds me of when uh, Ric Flair fought Buddy Buddy Rogers. Sorry. Buddy Rogers for Nature Boy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, Nature Boy. And he stole, and it was, I say stole, and he had the figure four as well. Yes. Yeah. I think it's it's the right thing to do. Yeah, well, that's a win for me then. Um, so moving on. <laughs> yeah, now that's a good point. That's a, that is a good point. So this next one could be interesting. We've got Kota Ibushi, uh, Tomowaki Honma, Sho, and Master Wato versus Sanada, Tetsuya Naito, Hiromu Takahashi, and Bushi. So we've got an eight-man tag. Uh, team Ibushi, I think. Just won the straps. I don't know. I feel like he'll carry the momentum and... Yeah, uh, his team will get the I'd win. I'd like to say that, but the thing is, though, I mean, if you think Sanada Bushi, obviously both ex-members of uh, Lost in Congrenobles di Japan, um, Takahashi, you've got Time Bomb, and Naito. I yeah. mean, what what a team is that? I mean, that is a fucking great team. It's a, it's the most star-studded team, Yeah, but without question. I, I can see them winning it, but I think, yeah, my gut's going to go with uh, yeah. Team Ibushi. I think I've yeah. got to. Well, I'm going to change it up, bitch, and I'm going to change I'm going to go it. with yeah, I'm going to go with um, Team Sonada. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to go for Team Sonada only because Sonada's got the title shot, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be a good way to build it up? Yeah, that his team win, even if he doesn't pin Abushi, he still his team will. Yeah, yeah. He See, now listening to you both say that. I, can't I think I'm it. wrong, but I've got to stick <laughs> with it now. So I'll stick to it. But I, yeah, but, I but think you, you're onto you, something with that. But you have something on with Abushi being the champion yeah. recently. Yeah. It could go either way. Yeah. So last but not least then, we've got Okada and Toru Yano versus Evil and Yujiro Takahashi. Now, before you get... There are two <laughs> Takahashis in New Japan, so it is a yeah. bit confusing if you don't know which is which. I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with Okada and Toru Yano on this one. Because, I mean, obviously Evil's hot at the minute. You know, he's standing Bullet Club leader in... But mm. Okada, I love Okada. Um, Toriyano is great as well. I'm, I'm going to go with Okada on this one. I'll go with Okada, but oh. there's always that doubt with Evil. Yeah, doubt, I know. Yeah, that doubt. I'm I'm giving into the doubt on that one because again, I'm looking at it from Evil. Like Okada got the win at Wrestle Kingdom. Evil didn't. Evil, like you said, is I mean, he's going to be the. He is the leader of Bullet Club now, if Jay White really is gone. Yeah. So I guess it depends what's happening with that. But I don't know. And Bullet Club, like we said earlier on on the, on the show, kind of do own the world right now. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Maybe. Because you could build some it. I'll, I'll go with Evil. All right, then. Team Evil. He's either going to win this one by a long margin or lose it by a long, a long margin. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I think... me, me and Ash have agreed on most of this, haven't we? So. <laughs> yeah, the, the, because that's the thing with Japan. They don't do triple threat or fatal four ways. So it's either we all pick one yeah. or two get one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. That'll, be, that'll make or break me for the weekend. But 
that is new beginning in Nagoya. Yeah. Even if I have fucked up for that one, I've got a chance to bring it back for the Royal Rumble. Let's get into WWE's that WWE's first pay-per-view of the year for 2021. That's yep. going to take place the next night on the 31st. Let's go through that a then. Big weekend of wrestling, man. It's, it's unbelievable. It's probably the biggest weekend in wrestling for a long time. I love it. So excited. Right, right. what have we got? Well, we'll go with Asuka and Charlotte Flair defending their Women's Tag Team Championships against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. New champs, I'm saying. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, even after all the things I've just said <laughs> earlier, <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say um, Shayna Baszler and, and Nia Jax. The thing is, Charlotte is kind of feuding with Lacey Evans. Yeah. Asuka's kind of feuding with... Bliss. Kind of feuding with Bliss. You Why? wouldn't think that they were tag team. You wouldn't yeah. even think yeah. they were a tag team, let alone the champs, when you watch yeah. Raw. But then, in the back of my mind, though, is that, like I said last week, they, they're just ever so slightly... Well, I say ever so slightly. I mean, they are teasing a breakup between Nia and Shayna. So, for me, I don't know. Like, If, if you're going to put the title on them, why would you tease them breaking up? Because that feels like that's just going to be, you know, they're probably not going to have the titles for long. But then if you keep them on Charlotte and, and Oscar, like you need to, like surely you do more with them as a team because they're just well, doing their own thing. I'll, I'm sticking with the guns. Yeah, I'm going to stick with it, but it's just, it's a tough one to call. I do think they're going to add Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce to the match. But as it stands, Nia and Shayna should probably win it. Uh, me and Ashley are okay. agreeing a lot today. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not used to it. <laughs> it is weird right. <laughs> I think we should go for the actual main event now which is Drew McIntyre defending the WWE title against Goldberg the Drew actual McIntyre's main event Drew McIntyre's winning and that's the end of it so let's move on I mean what does I move on now I, I want to say I, I want to say know. Drew but there is a wild card with Miz and the Money in the Bank contract it's because you remember I said this in the I said this in the review it was um John Morrison that gave the contract, not Miz. So that was their logic of giving it back to Miz. Technicalities again. Scraping yeah. the bottom of the even barrel. Though, <laughs> even though I, I'm sure someone's also, I'm still someone mentioned this, but when Brock cashed in, it was Paul Heyman that gave the contract. Well, but because he won, I don't feel like that can count, can it? Well, fucking consistency. That's the word to use, I guess, isn't it? Or inconsistency, lack of. You, we can't really look at that so much. Like, who who's going to actually win the match? If Miz cashes in mid-match and wins it, then everyone's going to get it wrong. But I think you have to pick a winner out of the advertised match. Yeah, and, well, obviously it's McIntyre. I mean, <laughs> there's no way I'd well, ever side with Goldberg in a million years. It's not years. me, but it's not about signing with it. It's about predicting it, isn't it? And I think the problem is, is that I th- it should absolutely 100% be Drew. But when you look at the, the track record... If the track record is to be believed and held up as substantial proof that that's what's going to happen in the future, history would show that Goldberg takes the title. If he takes a title, I'm telling you now, the next one that we have after the Rumble, the next weekly ride we have after the Rumble, I'm going ape shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll change the title on the graphic and I'll, we'll just get rid of the weekly roll up. It'll be Jay Goes Ape. <laughs> that's. Yeah, no, I um, I'm going to say Drew though because I do think that hey, this is slightly boy. different. I think this is slightly different. They never 100 percent put their stock into Kevin Owens, and at the time they weren't really 100 percent putting their stock in a fiend. However, 
It might be an unpopular opinion, but I don't think The Fiend necessarily needs a championship at this point. No. no. He's almost like that no. Undertaker character where he's interested in no matter what story he's in. Yeah. And like Jake the Snake was, he doesn't necessarily need a title, I don't think, to be considered like one of the main uh, featured acts on the card. No, so, I, I, I agree. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go Drew. Yeah, Drew Drew has to win it. Yeah. Has to, yeah. Right, then the opening match, Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship and the last man standing with Kevin Owens. Roman Reigns, obviously. You, there's no the, the heat that he's got, and the, you know the, the the momentum he's got. There's no way he's going to lose it. Yeah, it's, that's sometimes the best way to do it. But I do agree. I, I think, like as I said before, I can't see Roman dropping that strap until no. at least Mania. Yeah, I don't and know. even then, it depends who his opponent's going to be. Well, yeah, because yeah. I don't think Roman at this moment will lose it for another year. It feels like yeah. <laughs> it feels. Yeah, like, I, anyway. I, I honestly believe that. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I, I, I do. So I think we yeah we're all going Reigns then. But I'm yeah. hoping for another great match that they had at TLC. Oh, easily Owens and Reigns are fucking great. Yeah, I'd watch them all day long, easily. And you know what? I'm actually I'm actually going to watch this pay per view as well. <laughs> well, you might as well you get it for free from Ash. Yeah, right. We're all agreeing so far. This is uh... I know. Here's where it's going to go a little bit different at the minute because we haven't done because SmackDown hasn't happened yet. These are the only mm. matches apart from the Royal matches. So, it's not a lot, is it? No, but it never is because you're going to have two really long matches. Yeah, that's and true. You're have, yeah, yeah, I guess. Then but there'll be like well, a. It, it depends sometimes though because the rumble got to a point where it was like four hours long. <laughs> but I suppose during the the COVID era, which is, I mean, is that really what it's called? Because I think so. I think you have to call it that, don't you? Right. So we'll go for the women's rumble to start with for the rumble matches. So far, only twelve people have been announced, but. I'm before you say anything. I'm going to go straight in there with Bliss. Mm. Okay. Now the wild card, guys, is the rumours that Becky Lynch could be at the Rumble. I've heard these rumours. How is that possible, she, though? She posted on Instagram. I think it was Instagram. Uh, a picture of her holding the baby and in her workout gear, and the caption was something along the lines of um, "Getting ready to get back to work." So. They put that out there so that people like us all speculate and talk about it, right? No, I'm, so, sticking, but, with, I'm sticking with Bliss. I know this might not be popular, but I don't think you can necessarily count Charlotte out. No, I hope not. She's had enough fucking spotlight already. Well, but, well, you know, she is arguably the biggest women's star in not just WWE, but professional wrestling. True. Another person that's rumoured is um, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, Ronda is another one. But of all the people I'm going to go for is Bianca Belair. Cause really? Yeah. She's the one that I can see them pushing. She's the BST. Bianca's an interesting shout, if you're but, going to say that. I think I'm going to lean towards Jay and say Alexa. But um, honestly, for, for lack of my better judgment, I'm going to say Lacey Evans. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't fully buy it, but I'm going to say Lacey. I just think we're going to build to a Lacey-Charlotte match at Mania. What's he saying Charlotte wins the title? Charlotte will win the title at some point, yeah. Okay. 100%. All right. Now, the men's rumble. Daniel Bryan. My pick's been the same for a while Ooh. now. It's going to be Daniel Bryan for me. I'm going straight in there with Edge. Because I just really want it to happen. That's why. But I'm going to go with you for Daniel Bryan. Because he, yeah. say, he keeps saying he's got one more big run in him. And I'd like to see him and, him and Roman have good chemistry. Well... That is interesting. I'm sure I'm going to regret my Lacey Evans pick, but <laughs> fuck it. Sometimes you've got to go out of left field, right? So that's yeah. what I'm doing. 
I've heard yeah. also one rumor I heard is they are planning to do a scary ro- scary moment in the Rumble. So the Fiend is obviously going to get involved. Yeah, I think we're going to see Fiend at the Rumble somewhere. But I I personally wouldn't mind a, a cinematic Rumble. That's an interesting idea. I don't know how they. I do I, it. I wouldn't like it personally because I just like it as it is. But it's not a bad idea though. I think well, I I think he's onto something regardless because with Alexa Bliss's new character, like she kind of changes during the match, so yeah. she'll be like normal and then she changes into like the evil Alexa persona. Obviously, that's going to be heavily edited, and therefore a cinematic match, even if it's you know not on the same level as something like Bray and Cena or Taker and yeah. Styles. But I think regardless, we're going it's going to be it's going to have an element of you know being cinematic to it. But I guess we're gonna we'll have to wait and see. But I am yeah. to be honest, I'm looking forward to the Rumble. Rumble Rumble's always fun, and it's the f- it, it's the first one about Pat Patterson who invented it being yeah. there. Yeah, I yeah. expect so. it there to be some sort of tribute for him. I would have I mean, thought so. Yeah, give one person you think might be a surprise entrant <sighs> for the women's. Um, I'm gonna say, but it all depends on COVID, though, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Well, yeah, for the women, tough. for the women's, I'd, who I'd like to see is Lita again. Yeah. For the men's, I don't know, man. That's a tough one for the men's. Well, no. I'll tell you what, it ain't a tough one for me because for the men's, and I've said this for ten years, Steve, Steve Blackman, Blackman yeah. is going to return <laughs> at the oh, Royal so. Rumble. Literally, be- I'm going with Steve. Steve Blackman, there you go. Every fucking year, we're going to say Steve Blackman until that bloody legend shows up at the Royal Rumble. So, Steve, come on, man. Get your lethal weapon out. Start bashing people over the head with it. (laughs) And your fucking no-shirt, perfect, symmetrical fucking body. Get your nunchucks out. Walk yourself down to the Rumble and start fucking booting people in the midsection. That's what we need. Get your bloody sticks out. Ten years of my life, I've said Steve Blackman will return at the Rumble. Ten years holding to something so ridiculous. If it happens, I'm going to be the happiest fucking bloke going. <laughs> Same here. Well, yeah. my two, my woman's pick is Eva Marie, because she's been ruined for a while. That's a good shout. Okay, yeah. That's a and good shout. men's, I was going to say Jay White, but obviously with New Japan wow. happening the day before... Well, yeah, see what I, happens. But I'm going to say, generally, CM Punk. Ooh, what? That's a look. I thought I was going left field with Lacey Absolutely Evans. You can't come and not. shit on me now. I'm telling you something now. If CM Punk fucking is a surprise entrant, right, and Blackman isn't, I'm going to fucking do something. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a well. I mean, yeah, you can't deny that would be a hell of a shake-up for wrestling, but. Um, I just can't see it happening. Don't like punk, so it wouldn't matter to me either way. It'd be yeah, but I mean, the ramifications would be huge though, because he's still nah. still huge in in the industry. People still want to see it. There's still a lot of people that that want to see it at least. So it would be big. But well, I don't I'm know. not one of them. <laughs> I can't see it happening. Not in. It's, I can't see amazing. it in the best of times. I can't see it happening during the COVID era. No, I wouldn't have thought so. But it's it's a it's an interesting shout to be fair. So it's something to be on your toes for. But yeah, if it comes we'll down see. to him and we'll Blackman, so who who's going to headline WrestleMania? My boy Steve's going to fuck your boy Phil. Yeah, with his lethal weapon. And I, 
I actually think Ashley's onto something with Eva Marie as well. I think that, that probably would happen. Well, we, we, we will find out. We're going to find out this Sunday. And, of course, Saturday for New Japan. And Friday through to Saturday for GCW Fight Forever. You can use that hashtag yeah, on social media, on Twitter, hashtag Fight Forever. It's not too late to... Uh, I don't know if it's too late to be a sponsor. I assume it probably isn't, but you can email them. GameChangerWrestling at Yahoo.com to find out, but obviously time is running out on that. I would imagine they've probably got it all done now, but it isn't too late to donate. Once again, 100% of the money goes to the wrestlers. You can do that by visiting Indiegogo.com. Type in Fight Forever, and you can donate as much or as little as you want. But check it out. It's going to be an amazing weekend. We've said it so much this show already, but honestly, we, we really that's how we feel. This is a really amazing weekend for wrestling, and we're so excited. This is what being a fan is all about, right, boys? Definitely. Absolutely, yeah. We love it. I could not agree more. You're going to love it. We love you. Thank you so much for all of your support. It's an extra big thanks today, because we, we know this has been a long one. Yeah. So if you, <laughs> if you have stuck with us to the end, then... Well. If, you've, if you've enjoyed the show, if you've enjoyed the show, even if you haven't, why not do it? 2021. Hit us with a follow, wherever... You choose to listen to us. We're on all major podcasting platforms. All major podcasting platforms. Wherever you go for your bloody podcasts, we're there. Yeah, I know. We're almost like the wind of God. Yeah. I mean, just are not we? holy. <laughs> 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 we are unholy three men. We're not the, we're the three wise men, but we're just not wise. True. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Thank you all so much. Yeah, we have been three men one four. Um, I've been Jay I always have been and I always will be I'm Ash and yeah that's a roll up then <laughs> <laughs> I'm Russ enjoy the weekend fantastic weekend of wrestling until then everybody please stay safe don't try this at home and for now we'll bid you adieu <laughs> and uh, goodbye good night and enjoy the weekend of wrestling there you go <laughs> 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 I did it, I did it, for the people, for the people.